Well, good morning, friends. It's so awesome to see all of you here at church, whether you call Radiant Life home or this is your first time. It's so glad to see everyone here this morning. My name is Ryan. I'm the lead pastor, and we are wrapping up our teaching series together titled At the Movies. And before we jump into that very last teaching of this series, I want to, I'm excited. I just, pastor Brandon did a great job. I'm so excited for next week. I'm so excited to hear from Joseph Single. He's kicking off our brand new series that we're launching next week called Changemaker. And I'm telling you, you're going to be blessed by him. So invite your friends. Invite, just get here, get here, get here next week. Invite your friends to Sunday night next week. Just let, let's, let's, as he's going to bless us, let's go bless him as well by how we respond to him. And guess what? I know we're a church in the north. And you guys know how churches in the south operate. A lot of amens and a lot of interaction. He's going to want it next week, I'm telling you, all right? So let's have him experience, like, we can be a southern church that just is located in the north. How about that next week? You're going to want it. He's going to want it, all right? Hey, what's so awesome is after that, in four weeks from this morning, we've got um, a Grammy nominee and Christian Dove Award winner coming here to share his story and sing some songs for us. And it's just going to be a blessing. So that's in four weeks. Uh, we have a special guest. It's just, it's going to be awesome. And uh, the story that he's uh, went through and some of the reasons why he wrote some of his songs, it's going to be a special time in four weeks. And then uh, something brand new we're launching in the month of November is this thing called First Wednesday, Experience Prayer and Worship. On Wednesday nights, currently, we have things for our kids and our preteens, our fifth and sixth graders that meet in the youth room in the gym there. And what we're going to do is we're going to create a time, the first Wednesday of every month, it's going to be prayer and worship time for us as adults. And uh, teens, you are more than welcome to come to this as well, because Wednesday night, teen things, uh, you just come to this. And we're going to run at 6 to 7 o'clock in here. Uh, the kids' stuff starts at 6 so get your stuff, get your kids checked in, then come right here on the first Wednesday of every month, and we're going to worship, we're going to be in prayer, you're going to get a quick uh, devotion from my heart, and uh, it's just going to be an awesome time, and we're going to run it for an hour. So here's what it's going to look like. The first 15 minutes is going to be worship and devotion, and then the next 30 minutes is going to be you and prayer. All right, we're going to crank music, and you're going to pray, and that some of you, you may be I like to pace when I pray. I, I can't sit still. I, I will be walking all over. We're going to give you a prayer guide, and you think, oh my goodness, for 30 minutes I can't pray. Listen, I did this, and I, was, I looked up at 25 minutes into my prayer time thinking, man, I only have five more minutes to pray, and it goes by like that. It's incredible. All right, and then you didn't even notice, but we got that banner in the corner that says experience prayer. We're going to have a couple over there anointing you with oil. If you want to be prayed over, we'll have there. We'll be serving communion over there. And then the last 15 minutes, we're going to do a corporate prayer. It closes with worship. And that's for your soul. It's for my soul. Because we're going to need it throughout the week when we're doing that. Yeah, and in fact, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm telling you, you guys are going to want to come, all right? So our first one, thank you for the half clap, all right? That's just being honest. Here we go. November 7th is the first one, 6 to 7 o'clock, November 7th. Mark it on your calendar now, and you'll hear more about that in the next couple weeks. But let's jump into our final movie at the movies. Let me hear you just make some noise. If you've seen the movie, I can only imagine. There you go. 
All right, great, phenomenal movie that was just released this past spring. And it's based on the real-life story of a guy by the name of Bart Millard who um, kind of launched the band, the Christian band Mercy Me. And it's based on his real life, but he wrote this song. It's the most popular Christian song of all time. And it's called, I Can Only Imagine. And it, it, it's so popular, and it just took off like just crazy. And when, it, when he, when he uh, wrote this song and when it went on the radio, it took off. He won, it was a winner of a triple platinum award. I don't even know what that means. I just know triple's better than single and double, right? You want the triple. I mean, I think at the time, it was the only Christian song ever to win triple platinum. And it was based all on his story. And it's an incredible story of how this song even got there because it's based on Bart's real life situation that he dealt with his father. See, Bart Miller, the lead singer for Mercy Me, grew up in a small town in Texas. And as a boy in Texas, you know what the one sport you play? Football. Go blue, by the way. <laughs> Had to come out sometime. There we go. All right. 21 to what? Yeah. All right. 21 to 7. But that is a whole nother story. Get on track. But he wrote that song. And as he grew up, he got an injury playing football, and his dad wanted him to play football, play football, because that's what you do in Texas, is play football. And he got an injury, and it took him out, but he realized, you know what, football's not his passion. He realized that God had gifted him and his talents in the music industry. And he went with the music route in theater, and in Texas, his father was like, no, 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 I want my son to play football, not be in theater. But what also, when Bart was growing up, is he realized and saw that his dad was very abusive. He saw his father beat his mom over and over. And oftentimes, Bart's father would took his rage on him as a young child. And that's what he grew up in, was that situation. And what was a broken childhood, he grew up in a broken childhood, but redemptive adulthood. Powerful story about forgiveness. How many of us this morning, just show of hands, how many of this this morning has ever been hurt by someone? Yeah. If we're honest, all of our hands would be up, right? This morning, we're all on the same level playing field. Whether we follow Jesus or you're kicking the tires and just unsure about who this God is, we all have been hurt by someone in our own lives. And for some of us, we've come in here this morning with a wounded soul, bringing in that pain and that hurt. For others of us, we've just moved on, and what we've really done with that pain is we picked up the carpet and just swept it under the rug, and we're like, well, we're fine, we're fine, we're good, but it's still there, it's just hidden, and you're just one spark away from a fit of rage again, because we all brought in. You know, sometimes when I, when I have bitterness or anger in my heart, um, I got to give myself a little time out. You know, like how parents give their kids time out, I got to step away sometimes and say, you know what? I can't respond to that email right now because that email cut deep and I know if I hit re reply, I know exactly what I'm typing on this keyboard and I don't, that's not me. That's not me. Check out the words of Jesus this morning and, and I'm going to be honest with you up front, this is a tough message. It's tough. Because we're going to hear Jesus' words, you're not mine, you're going to hear if you're a follower of Jesus, you've got to live up to these words. And if you're not a follower of Jesus, I want you to know that you can live even a better life with him 
and follow these words and his instructions. When Jesus is writing, uh, Mark's writing down his letter, we have it in the Newer Testament, it's called Mark chapter 11, and he's writing the words of Jesus down, and this is what Jesus says, get this, he says, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, can we read these two words together? Forgive him. So that, why do you forgive? These are Jesus' words. So that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. And for some of us this morning, you may be saying, you know what, Ryan? You don't know what they did to me. They don't deserve forgiveness. And for some of us, you were lied to. And it hurts. You were betrayed by a coworker or a best friend. And that hurts. You were cheated on by your spouse. They cheated on you, and you bring that pain with you this morning. A coworker turned their back on you. A classmate was gossiping about you. And you come in here with pain, and you say, Ryan, they don't deserve it. You know what? I know. Here's what I know. I may not know what your pain is, but I know what it's like to be hurt. And we're all on that same level playing field together. In fact, in the movie, I can only imagine Bart Millard came as, as he grew up. His dad was getting over his abuse and just the alcohol and what he was. And you saw in the movie trailer that Bart called his dad a monster. And now Bart's dad is starting to go to church more, starting to understand who this Jesus is and not who he once was. And in the process of that, Bart's dad sits down with Bart and wants to offer forgiveness. And some of us, I think, we're going to find ourselves in Bart's shoes. In this sense, you hurt me so bad, you don't deserve forgiveness. I cried too, Dad, in pain. And that's where some of us are this morning. We come in here remembering that exact incident in life that happened to us. We come in here this morning in pain. My prayer for us as we're going to dive into this message, it's been all week, is that God would reveal that person that hurts you to your mind and to your heart and to your soul. For some of you, that's going to scare you, but I've been praying for that. Because I know this, what's impossible with man is possible with God. And I want the Holy Spirit that's living inside you as a follower of Jesus to give you the supernatural ability to forgive that person who offended you. That's what I pray in my heart all week for you. So you may be here this morning asking two questions, and it's going to be two conversations this morning. The first is this, Ryan, why should I forgive? Why should I? And the second conversations we're going to give is, how do I forgive? But let's start here. I'm going to give you two reasons why you should forgive. So turn to your neighbor and say, you got to forgive. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Let me ask that again. Are you ready? All right, it's going to be tough. When we talk about pain and hurt and offering forgiveness, it's tough. Here we go. Why should you forgive? Number one, because unforgiveness does what? Hurts me. Because unforgiveness hurts me. Here's what the writer of Hebrews says. Um, This is so incredible what he has to say. Watch this, watch this. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God And that no, what are these two words? No what? Bitter root root grows up. 
that you gotta be aware that you make sure that there is no bitter root growing up in your heart. Why? Because here's what bitter roots do. They cause trouble and they defile many. You didn't realize, I don't think if we took a survey this morning, many of us came into this space this morning and said, you know what, I'm here to just cause trouble and defile many. That's, that's why I woke up this morning. But here's the scary thing. For some of us, we've had this bitter root and deep down in our heart for so long, we've become so numb to it that it's even there. And if we really realize it, wow, I've been living with this bitter root in my heart. I've been living with this unforgiveness, this pain in my heart for so long. And you know what? No wonder why I'm hurting my relationships. It's just causing trouble. I'm defiling it. And I may not even be aware of it, but the problem is we like to hold unforgiveness because we think if we forgive someone, that lets them off of the offense that happened. It doesn't. Listen, forgiveness is not ever that I'm not going to forget the event. You will always remember that pain. You will remember it. But listen, you can give that pain to God every single time that pain rears its ugly head in your life. You're the prisoner. You are. And the writer of Hebrews is telling you, there's a warning. Don't let that bitter root grow up. Why should I forgive? Because unforgiveness will hurt you. Unforgiveness is like cancer. Over time, it just eats away at our soul. And it's like, it's sitting there like, like unforgiveness is like grab a handful of broken glass and start squeezing it, hoping that the pain will happen over there. Anne Lamont wrote, wrote uh, she's an uh, American novelist and a, a public speaker. Here's what she has to say about unforgiveness. She says this, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. Why do we chuckle? We know this is true. We know it's true. Why do we forgive? Number one, because unforgiveness hurts me. So turn to your neighbor and say, I feel your pain. Remember, we're all on the same level playing ground this morning. Why should you forgive? Number one, unforgiveness hurts you. Here's the second reason why you should forgive. Because I'll need forgiveness again. Any perfect people here? Yeah. <laughs> Every spouse grabbed their spouse's hand down. Don't you dare raise that hand. <laughs> Guess what? You and I will make another mistake in life. I know, shocking. We'll need God to forgive us again. Look at what the words of Jesus. Jesus, Matthew's recording this. Matthew was a disciple of Jesus. We talked about him last week if you were here. He was a tax collector that Jesus said, come follow me. He was a tax collector who everyone despised and then fell in love and followed Jesus. And he's writing the words of Jesus. And look at the words of Jesus in Matthew. It says this, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. That hurts sometimes, doesn't it? I don't want to forgive them. The pain's too deep. Well, Jesus tells you, you have to forgive you want forgiveness because you're going to screw up again? Then forgive others. And then here's what Jesus says. He says, but if you don't forgive, you want to hold that deep down in your heart? Okay, but if you don't forgive of others their sins, your Father will not forgive you of your sins. So why forgive? Why convince me, Ryan, this morning why I should forgive? Number one, because forgiveness, unforgiveness hurts you. 
That bitter root will grow up. And what do bitter roots do? Cause trouble and defile many. And why? Because you're going to screw up again. And you're going to need your Heavenly Father to forgive you again. All right, Ryan, that, that sounds good. I'm buying into Jesus' words this morning. I, that's good. Where does the rubber meet the road? Tell me how to do it. I know I got to do it. Now tell me, how do I actually live this out? How do I, how do I actually forgive someone who hurt me? How do I do it? Because I've lived so long with that bitter root, and I've lived so long with this unforgiveness, and I'm so good at it. How do I actually live out the words of Jesus? How do I actually forgive someone? Are you ready for this, friends? Thank you, two people. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to give you two reasons to forgive, on how to forgive. These are the words of Jesus. These aren't mine. I told you this morning it's not going to be easy. Because we all know what it's like to get hurt by someone. Here's the first step. You want to forgive someone? Pray for those who hurt you. <laughs> no, I ain't doing that. No, pray for them. Don't pray that they get rabies or hemorrhoids. Don't pray that prayer. That's our tendency, right? Come on now. That person hurt me. Dear God, just give them something I don't want. Right? How do I pray for them? Pray like Jesus prayed for them. When Jesus was flogged and beaten beyond recognition, yet he still had the audacity when the nails were driven in his hands to say these words, and Luke recorded them for us. Look at this. It says, two other men, both criminals, were also let out with him, mean Jesus, to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him, Jesus there, along with the criminals, one on his right, one on the other on his left. And Jesus said, can we read these three words together, friends? Father, Forgive them. Whew. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. You want to pray for those who hurt you, you pray, Father, forgive them. Father, forgive them. And you may be sitting there right, there's no way, there is no way I will ever pray for those who hurt me. That is not happening. No way. Here's what I'm going to tell you this morning, because I know it hurts and there's pain, but I know this. Right action precedes right feeling. You may never feel ready to pray for those who hurt you. You may never, so you'll never get around to it. You just go on your knees before your heavenly father and say, God, I, I, I just want to lift them up in prayer because they are hurting me and I got to give them over to you. I pray, Father, the Jesus prayer. Father, forgive them. Forgive them. And here's what I know. When I pray those things, prayer may not always change them, but listen, listen, prayer will always change me. I'll have a different perspective on them now. I'm living this out right now in my life. My wife and I are. To a person who's just hurt us deeply. And I'm praying for their soul to come to know Jesus in the midst of all of it. And it's not, and I'll be honest here, my wife and I, we got into a little disagreement on Thursday night. Guess whose fault it was? Why do you say that? 
Yeah, it was probably mine. <laughs> You're right. But we worked through it. And at the end, we prayed together. We did. We prayed together for that. Gotta pray for those who hurt you. Gotta pray. Gotta pray. Here's the second. How do you forgive? Start praying for them. Here's another one. Ready? Forgive if you've been forgiven. You're going to forgive as you have been forgiven. Well, Ryan, how have I been forgiven? Two words, completely and constantly. Completely and what? One more time. Completely and what? Listen, forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness is never a one-time deal. It is to our Heavenly Father for us. But guess what? We're humans. We got a great memory, don't we? Woo! We remember an event that happened 50 years ago. Man, I remember that person. You got to forgive them constantly. Every time that event or that person comes, you got to give them back over to Jesus. Every time and completely. Because this is what? Oh, uh, forgiveness sounds great, but here's what will happen with completely. I'll forgive you a little bit, but I still want to hold on to something against you because I want pain in your life. I want to get revenge, so I'm still going to hold on a little bit. I'll forgive you 95%. Let me hold on to 5% because I want to deliver justice and revenge. That's God's dealing. That's not yours. How do you forgive? Completely, all the time. You're in prayer for them. You give them over 100% to Jesus, and you constantly, every time that comes up, give it over to your Heavenly Father. Every time. And if we're honest, we don't like pain. Or we just want it to be done and over with. And listen, forgiveness, no, no, no. It, steps. Steps. I just prayed for them yesterday morning. I gave them over. You're going to have to pray for them again this morning. Steps. Here's what the first believers in the church of Colossae, we have the letter Colossians that was written to them by Paul. Here, look, look at what Paul writes. Because they're dealing with forgiveness issues too. Just like we're trying to unpack this morning. Here's what Colossians says. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, and can we read this last line together? Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Ryan, how am I supposed to forgive? You forgive as the Lord forgiven. How? Completely and constantly. Completely and constantly. I told you this morning it's going to be tough. So we're brought back to times in our lives where we just got pain. And it hurts. Pain of a coworker or a classmate, a teammate, a spouse, a friend, a child, whatever it is. We've been hurt. But here's one thing as I wrap up. I know about, for, uh, of, about forgiveness. And this is what I love if you really live out what Jesus is trying to teach. Is listen to this. It's when you forgive. Others experience the heart of their heavenly father. Every Sunday morning, your Radiant Life staff prays that people would experience Jesus. Every Sunday. Why would I not want people to experience their heavenly father? It's a gift. It's not just for me. It's for everyone else. You're his plan, church. Go share him and offer forgiveness. Even if it hurts you, you got to offer it. It's not easy. But even if that person hurt me deeply, why would I not want them to experience the goodness of their heavenly father? you got to have a heart for others, too. So when, you've other, when you forgive, others experience the heart of their Heavenly Father. 
is Bart Billard, and I can only imagine as he wrote that song, his father came to know who Jesus is. And Bart was able to forgive his father. And in the midst of Bart's childhood, as his father would abuse his mother, his mother ran away. He never understood, and he had unforgiveness in his heart for his mother. And guess what? He forgave his mother, and now his mother is reconciled his relationship with him. It's all because of forgiveness. But then he writes that incredible song that we all know. I can only imagine. When you forgive, others experience the heart of their Heavenly Father. Such an incredible, powerful song. That after his dad died, he wrote those lyrics. Man, there's power to forgiveness, friends. I'm going to wrap up with a question for you to wrestle with. I want you just to look at this statement, and I want you to fill in the blank. I choose to forgive. Blank. Who's that blank for you this morning? For Bart Millard, it was his father through and through, but it was hard. But through what Jesus wanted to do in his life, and man, he can sit there and write those songs. I can only imagine what my dad's doing right now in heaven. I choose to forgive. Blank. Your spouse, your best friend. Who is it for you? Let's close our eyes this morning and just bow our heads. I want to pray for us. Because this is a tough message. But imagine you with your eyes closed. Just imagine being in glory forever with Jesus. And that one person that you're choosing to forgive meets you there. Maybe you'll never hear an apology for that, from that person. But you can look them in the face and say, yeah, I forgave you and I'm so glad that you got to experience the heart of our Heavenly Father. There's some of us here this morning that have never even had the forgiveness of their Heavenly Father. And there's something going on and you're just wrestling something in your soul and I want to give you that chance to just give everything to your heavenly father who loves you so deeply right now in this moment. So with all eyes closed, let's just pray together and just say these words quietly in your heart. Say, heavenly father, I surrender my life to you. I surrender my will and my soul to you. And I put all my trust and faith into who you are. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for me defeated death. Thank you for the forgiveness of my sins and washing me clean and making me whole. Thank you for loving me when I felt unlovable. Thank you for forgiving me when I felt like I've turned my back against my creator. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did on the cross. Now, with all eyes closed, here at Radiant Life, we say when 
you make that decision of surrender, just that outward expression of an inward decision, it just does something to you. So this is just between you and God and, and me. It's just, we just want to lift up your hands if you threw that prayer up and you're like, I, I surrender, I, I, I'm forgiven this morning and I, I'm, I'm made new in Jesus. I want you to throw your hand up on the count of three. Number one, you are so loved and cherished. Number two, you're not what the world tells you. You are a new creation this morning. Number three, if that was any of you this morning, yes, I see your hand. Praise Jesus, praise Jesus. On the left side of the stage, praise Jesus. Thank you, guys. Yes, and I see hands on the right side. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. God, you are so good. You are so good. We thank you for the resurrection. We thank you that we are forgiven. We are for redeemed. We thank you for third and fourth and fifth chances. God, we thank you for new life, knowing that the heavens are celebrating. We thank you, Jesus, and it's in your awesome, matchless name we pray this. And everyone together, sit. Amen. Can we give Jesus a hand for new life? Come on, friends. Give it to Jesus this morning.